Welcome everyone to a slightly unusual global exclusive podcast episode. This week we're doing it live to like two people, woo, three people actually. <laughs> Nobody could join at this time of, of of night, but I do have the eminent Sinzar with me. Thank you for saving this week's episode, Sinzar. I am glad I could join. As uh, for those of you that are actually listening to more than one episode and then never visiting this podcast again, last week we said the dream is uh, off. Uh, but now I have to be ashamed and admit I forgot what she said where where she was going was it just vacation I think it was just vacation maybe uh I guess I couldn't tell you let's <laughs> I don't go know with that let's 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 no, a dream is saving dolphins in the Atlantic Ocean on a mission um and she'll be back in um a week that that's we're going with that we're going with that. anyway good. pretty big banner right um good banner I. I no, wouldn't big, call it big, a good big, banner. big. I would not call it a good banner at all. Um, I mean, for some people it is. Uh, really? Shadow Walker was was pretty excited because it's Final Fantasy twelve. Oh, but, but my uh, god! But Shadow Walker just has horrible taste in everything. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I, I, Final Fantasy twelve fans would, I guess, be enjoying this banner. Maybe. Yeah, like Vaughn's okay. He's just not great or anything. That's the problem here. And, you know, comparing him to, like, any global exclusive that does the same role as him, they're going to be just better in all the ways except for his fire in peril, which is the highest in the game currently. But that's a mostly who cares scenario because of well, the upcoming... I mean, we will be caring, right? Because, like, isn't it... Didn't you say no. that there will be trials where we, we will be needing these monstrous imperils? Yes, fire is not one of them. Oh, oh, poor Bob. <laughs> because big brain LM, yeah, you're, you're going to need a really powerful wind in peril, a really powerful stacking dark in peril. Um, catastrophe is water in peril. For that one, they what they, they expect you to crown Nicole. Um, yeah, so the trials coming up. Um, fire is not one of the one of the bring a big fire in perils. So, but um, Vaughn is, Vaughn is like Vaughn is like the only one left out of that. That whole little niche. <laughs> I, I guess, like, yeah, I, I was gonna say, like, it, it's nice for Gabranth, the Gabranth fight, but the Gabranth fight is it, a joke, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of he's kind of designed around the Gabranth fight, also the um, Omega fight because it's got really high resistances. So they're kind of like trying to force you on Vaughn for the week's events, but yeah. you can definitely do both of them without Vaughn. So, um, so for those of you that are following, so Vaughn is basically Fire Emperor. Uh, it, it's it's a, yet another flavor of these, uh, well, not meta breakers for us in GL, uh, but but strong breakers. Let's call it that. Uh, with um, big imperils, right? Pretty much, yeah. Like he's, like I said, he's, he's not a bad unit or anything. It's just that you know, if you really want someone to break for you, why aren't you bringing like Kaito for the all-purpose breaker or yeah. a specialized breaker like Wilk or um, Louise or something? Yeah. I mean, Vaughn has, like, some support, I guess, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm comparing with Emperor. Emperor really had nothing except for, you know, Rod and Peril and, well, Wind and Peril. Vaughn mm -hmm. has at least something for the party. Uh, what's that? What's, what's, what's that? Well, he Mirage? Do, like, Mirage. <laughs> that was what I was thinking about, actually. I, uh, I, I... I, I suppose for the, for the times that you don't have like seven different av available Mirage cooldowns in your party from like you know Roberta, Kaito, Sylvie, true, true. Es Esther. <laughs> well, well, hold on, hold on. You know what? He has one thing uh, uh, up over uh, Emperor as well, and that's the fact that he can actually do his big imperil uh, without his SLB, which Emperor can't, right? That is correct. Yes, Emperor has to wait until minimum turn three. Right. Whereas Vaughn does have the Awakened plus two oil. Every every Final Fantasy twelve unit has oil. It's a uh, one one thirty, uh, I think, in peril to fire. Vans uh, goes up to one sixty, I think. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, although it's like ten turns cooldown, it only lasts for three turns. But but you know, it's still like it, it's there, so you don't have to wait. You can do this on turn one if you need. Well, to. It, yeah, it, it it actually is really good. You know, it is a long cooldown, but it's totally fine because it basically just exists to hold you over until the SLB is ready. Meaning he can do at EX two a permanent uptime 160 fire in peril. Because beyond the cooldown, you'll start replacing it with his SLB every time yeah, it's available. exactly, exactly. Wait, what do you mean? Like, you have to be EX... No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, right, right. EX2, yes. Yeah, at, at, at EX1, the cooldown of SLB is too big of a gap. It'll, it'll have a one-turn downtime. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, I got, got it. 
yeah so i mean yeah it's nice like i don't know if you'll ever bring like will it ever matter in dv that you're bringing vaughn for the 160 uh i mean i don't know um if there's a fire week stage then i mean even then i'm still gonna say no because if it's specifically fire week that means its base resist is negative 50 so right. therefore, a bigger imperil is kind of like whatever. Exactly, um, it doesn't the, make the, that much. Yeah, and he's basically a dead slot because in DV you still got to bring that ninety breaker. So he's not—he's not even going to be your breaker. He's going to be just an imperil. And by that token, is anyone ever bringing Lena to Dark Visions? No. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, no. The the point is kind of that uh, the ninety nine percent defense imperil, uh, or sorry, the eighty nine ninety nine would be good actually. It'd be pretty good. <laughs> he has 89, right? He should have, yes. And, he has 89. Uh, but, but the problem is, like, the difference between 89 and 90 is still much bigger than the difference between bringing, like, a 135 in peril over 160 if the boss is already, like, slightly weak to fire. Like like you said, minus 50. Then then that's not going to be enough. So you're not going to be much. using him as your breaker. Yeah, and for example, like, your 135 in peril is coming from someone, like, just make, make up someone, Roberta. Right. Who is also, you know, your amplifier. She's also doing extremely high personal damage, which Vaughn is absolutely not doing. Yeah. So, yes, I, I can't see a scenario where Vaughn is, like, going to make his way into a top Dark Visions team. That being said, you know, I've been proven wrong many times, so it is definitely yeah. possible. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Like, like, like he does bring a 250XLB. The, yes, that's garbage uh, nowadays. Uh, but it's still, like, it's still not nothing i guess like it's it's not like you're bringing if anyone is bringing i don't know uh lock and and break. that's the and that that's the slb you're talking about which is where the 160 in peril is attached oh i guess i guess you could save the cooldown and do that the turn before the burst and then use the slb as damage okay yeah, so that and he could go out first as well because imperil comes out asap right um no? yes it, it, oh, it yes, does, it does, yes yeah. it, if he if he is the first one clicked and all your chaining, then um yeah the imperil would apply before everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So so I mean as you said like decent unit a uh, hard to maybe see full use out of him. Uh, although like you know if you're like me, so if you have the exceptionally bad taste in games and actually like Final Fantasy XII, which honestly I feel like that's that's just fucking horrible. I I'm so sad for you. But if you are, you know like. You All right, so we are going to spice up this boring podcast because this this week is boring. Tell me why Final Fantasy XII is so bad. I'm, I'm legitimately curious because while it wasn't my favorite game, I thought it was an overall good game. Now, you know, people, for example, like people will usually hate on Final Fantasy VIII, and I can I can kind of like see the reasoning for it. In my opinion, it had a lot of flaws. Well, what was the problem with twelve? Yeah, no, no, no. And you know what? Like, maybe I'm sometimes being too harsh because you mentioned Final Fantasy VIII. I'm one of the people that actually like Final Fantasy VIII, although I do <laughs> see it for its flaws, right? Like, like it's there are some absolute shit design decisions made in Final Fantasy VIII, which, which, which is so sad because if Final Fantasy VIII, I, I, I've always been saying, if Final Fantasy VIII had the combat system of Final Fantasy VII, it would probably be touted as like the best Final Fantasy by the people that didn't play Final Fantasy VI, because it, it, it would probably be like people would think it's better than Final Fantasy VII. The only thing is, it has these crippling gameplay mechanics. Anyway, you didn't ask about Final Fantasy VIII. You asked about XII. Um, yeah. So, XII is actually the most recent Final Fantasy, except VI, that I have replayed. I replayed that, I think, a year ago or two. I, I, re I bought the Zodiac edition. So I have mm -hmm. it fairly fresh in memory. So, so the thing is, I think it suffers from the same problem as Final Fantasy VIII, as in that it has some really shitty gameplay mechanics that make it hard to enjoy the game, alongside with... Maybe I'm being a what, bit too unfair, but I well, think... Well, sorry, well, yeah, okay. Okay. well, just like, you know, explain yourself. Like, you, see, yeah. you say it has bad gameplay mechanics, so are you talking about, like, because your, your, your party basically auto-battles with the Gambit system? I actually thought that was super cool, and I actually loved the Gambit system. So it's actually not the Gambit system in itself, although I do felt I do feel that it sometimes took away... Like, it, like grinding turned into an auto-battler, which wasn't actually that bad, uh, because you could just set up Gambits. So Gambits work the way, if, if, if you don't know and you're listening, they're kind of like a, a, like a semi-simple way of... Um, programming your party members into doing specific actions in specific for specific criteria 
you're kind of getting them to auto battle for you. So you can run through an area and they'll just kill people. Um, so actually, that's not my biggest problem. I, I think I think it took away a bit from the classic Final Fantasy where you want to control everyone. But but on the other hand, for like more difficult fights, you were controlling anyone anyway. So so it doesn't like you could still pause the game and and give your party members commands. Um, what I'm thinking about is actually I, I remember my first uh, impression of the game when it actually first came out. I I played it on release, and I had just played Final Fantasy XI a lot. Final Fantasy XI was this really shitty grindy MMO that I had spent way too many hours of my life into. And I, I saw that whoever was designing Final Fantasy XII really tried to make it feel like a single-player MMO. And that just didn't carry well. Um, everything from like uh, uh, the weird side missions to the, grindy, uh, um, to the grindy aspect of the game just didn't work that well. And then the second part, I feel, is that the progression system in the game is quite lackluster. Um, so, uh, people that don't know, it's kind of, I don't want to compare it too much to Final Fantasy X, actually, because it's not that similar, but it's kind of like a board where you unlock adjacent, um, squares and you don't know what's really behind them. So you're kind of trying to unlock them, but I felt like the advancement system had so little impact in the game itself, really like, or sorry, it had huge impact. Obviously it could, um, it was just generic. If, if, makes sense. Um, makes sense. I, I never felt like, oh, this is this powerful unit that I am building towards this direction. Everything turned out to be just like, I don't know. It, ne- never, never get like even Final Fantasy Thirteen had a better progression system. Um, but but yeah, it, it is kind of true um, that in the end they were all generic. But although in the early game, I felt like the unit, at least the way I did it, I felt the units were like pretty specialized. Cause for example, um, I actually only use basically three units. I would use Vaughn, Bosch and Ash the whole game, Balthier, Pinello and Fran literally never came into my party. <laughs> so yeah. I, I only leveled up the main three well, my main three. And I built Ash as like the mage. I gave her, you know, the, the, the rod stuff. I gave her the black magic stuff. I built Bosch as like, you know, the shield and the sword. Then I built Vaughn for the Zodiac Spear because, yes, I, lo- I looked up a guide and got oh, the Zodiac okay. Spear ext- <laughs> extremely early in the game. Well, well, also, that also sucked. Like, the whole mechanic where, like, it was random which chest you would get, like, these OP <laughs> items in. That was so stupid. I don't know whoever thought of that, but but it's also just so fucking dumb because, um, cause, like, you could also not get it, um, which which really just sucked. I don't know. I, I, like, there were these crippling decisions, and then the second part that really bothers me about the game is that I feel like outside of Ash, and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being even a bit too nice, but like outside of Ash, I feel like the cast of characters is really bland. Like, I at least expect some character development in my Final Fantasy games, um, but like Balthier's character is that he has a British accent, <laughs> and. Vaughn's character, I don't even, like, Vaughn is supposed to be protagonist, but, like, there is no protagonist in this fucking game. Like, Balthier claims he's the protagonist. Vaughn is supposed to be the protagonist. Ash sometimes feels like the protagonist. I, I don't fucking know what's going on. I kind of agree. Um, The worst character by far is Pinello, who has, other than, like, oh, her, little five, her little five minutes with Larsa in the beginning, Pinello had nothing in that game. Yeah, she's like uh, Vaughn's friend, and like Vaughn is forgettable already. And it's the same thing as Fran. Fran had her little five minute section in in, in yeah, the yeah, but, but she, she's like the wood. thong character, basically. Like she's around to show ass. That's that's basically yeah. it. But um, she never had any interaction in the story. She really didn't. And this then, is this is the interesting part, right? Because like no matter how divided the Final Fantasy fan base are on the different Final Fantasies and what they like, like even if you hate Final Fantasy VIII or Final Fantasy IV or whatever the fuck you hate, um, you can st- like you know people still remember the characters uh, from these games in a very specific way. They have a personality, whether it is like the Mega Edge Lord Squall. Um, or the Mega Edgelord Qu- uh, Cloud. Okay, actually, they do a lot of Edgelords. Um, but, you know, like, <laughs> people remember these characters, right? Like, like there's Aerith there. She, ha- she has a place in people's hearts. There is Terra. There is Celeste. There's, you know, like, these... But, like, Final Fantasy XII? Like, come on. Outside of Shadow... <laughs> like, Shadow Walker? Like, is there anyone outside of Shadow Walker that's actually liking Final Fantasy... Like, remembers them fondly? Like, Cinzar, do you remember any of the characters fondly from that game? 
You see, for me, um, I really enjoyed the first half of Final Fantasy XII with the story. The story is really good. It, it is absolutely true what you're saying, that it didn't like revolve around a main character, which a lot of these games do. It was like just the story as a whole. And in fact, I would say the story was mostly focused outside of your party. Like you, you, you kept seeing like cutscenes to the Empire with, you know, Vane yeah, doing yeah. his whole backstabbing thing with the senators and all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was, that was, I thought that was really awesome. But of course, where it falls apart for me is, and I've read like it was because of like they got budget cuts or something, but like around the midpoint, after you beat Sid in the game for the first time and you go to the like the, the crystal dungeon, at that point, like there is no more story for the second half of the game. Like, yeah. like the whole story just dries up. You'll get like one cutscene per four hours of gameplay for 30 seconds, and then you're back to just. The, the story is gone at that point and that's what really frustrates yeah, me and, and honestly from that point it also becomes very linear like compared to Final Fantasy 13 for instance where you're just kind of like going from point A to point B constantly like you're just doing okay now you need to do this now you need to do this now you need to do this and bam the game is over I remember first time I cleared the game and the second time in, in the Zodiac edition I was surprised when the game ended I was like oh that's it no way, this is the final boss? And because, uh, like, I really didn't feel this buildup either at all. It just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For, for what, what I read, you know, the game got, like, a budget cut or whatever. They, they basically got rid of half the team or something, or they left. Oh. I don't know. I forget, the, I forget the exact points. Yeah, well, you but, know, halfway they realized, wow, we're making a really shitty game. <laughs> Let's just wrap this <laughs> it was up. A, it, it was a good game in the beginning. It was a good, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. it was yeah, really well, but, but I, I don't know, like, like, I think it comes down, like, it's kind of like Final Fantasy VIII, where if you can live with some of the mechanics, it's, it's fine. Because I remember when the game first came out, I was so turned off, even by the early game mechanics of the game, where I felt like there was very little depth in character development. Uh, like, not story-wise, but, like, in, in, in specialization, through the uh, advancement system, um, that I actually put it down for... It was a long time, like, it was several months before I then actually forced myself to finish it which is really weird because i'm a huge final fantasy fanboy and i got this on release i was like so excited for this game um but i played like i i think like it, it was um it was like just after you got Balthier, basically that was until i played and then i i put it down for several months so so i guess like if you can live with the mechanics and you like them yes like it's gonna be a good game and and like any final fantasy it has these pretty cool End game fights in like in the hunts, you know, like you you, you can you you can do some cool stuff there, but but really, yeah, I, I'm sorry, it's like it's just not the best Final Fantasy. It's it's far from it. it it's probably still my least favorite. I, I'd rather replay Final Fantasy Four, which says a lot. I mean, I know there's a lot of Final Fantasy Four fans, but it's also a very fun. Are you hate? Are you hating on Final? Not Fantasy at all. 4? Not at all. But it's what? just early. It's just early. <laughs> it is early. Okay, it, it is the first. I'm gonna call it. It's like the first deep. Final Fantasy, right? Because like all the previous ones were pretty simple. I mean, and so it's if, like if if, if if we're gonna be fair here, the Final Fantasy for the depth of ga- gameplay is literally hitting the attack button with your whole party every single fight. That's no, it for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know what I'm talking about is is it, it's like you have to take the Final Fantasy games for what the, what they are. So like you know four, five, six, they're kind of in a period. It's the SNES period, and you can really see Square Enix kind of discovering their storytelling as well because like it's going from this very generic simple story and then they're trying to up it a bit and add like classes and final fantasy 5 you know it's i'm not hating on it at all i enjoy final <laughs> fantasy 4 I, I play i i own it on like many platforms as well and i think it's great it's just that it's their earliest real final fantasy so it's also going to be the least impressive one i guess now I hurt a lot of people. I know because like people grew up with this game and they're like, "Oh my god, are you shitting on my favorite game?" I'm sorry, but it's just it is what it is. Anyway, Final Fantasy twelve. So that's why we hate on Final Fantasy twelve. Like some people still like it, and 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 you know it's okay. Like again, I can't I can't blame anyone because I love fi- fucking Final Fantasy eight. And if I'm gonna be honest, like. It, let me let me just be fully honest. Final Fantasy twelve is a much more playable game than Final Fantasy eight. If I put it that way, like because like I still hate the pull mechanics of Final Fantasy eight and the way that you gear your characters with spells in that game is just so fucking stupid and counterintuitive. Where you would want to like, so have you played Final Fantasy eight, Cesar? And I really, I really enjoyed it, but absolutely not for the gameplay. And actually, this whole discussion is making me realize that most Final Fantasy gameplays I have not enjoyed because Final Fantasy IV 
has pretty shitty gameplay. It's yeah. a great story. It's a great story, though. For sure. Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy V, exact same thing. It's a, a little bit of a weaker story, but it's got better gameplay. So it's Yeah, I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy V more just because of the class system, because that gave you at least some freedom and play around with, and I like that. Mm-hmm. And then Final Fantasy VI, um, that one had decent gameplay as well as a good story. Seven, I think, honestly, I think the, the, the gameplay in Seven wasn't great either. Um, well, like, I think yes. Six and Seven have kind of similar problems where you could make characters pretty fucking generic. Like, in Six, you could, you know, teach all spells to everyone. You could gear everyone for high attack if you fucking wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you don't... And, and uh, which is... Uh, and, and it, like, in the end, in Final Fantasy VI, the, the, every unit has their own specific um, command like their own specific class, if you want. You never use those, really, because in the end it was really yeah. like, it came down to attack or spamming big damage spells. Uh, I feel yeah. like Final Fantasy VII was kind of the same. Uh, outside of like limit bursts, uh, or specifically Cloud's limit bursts, all you did was really attack at 9,999 damage or exactly. use strong spells. Um, so that kind of kills it for me. So I, I, I see where you're going with this, but keep on, keep going, keep going. Yeah, so Final Fantasy VIII, um, same thing. The gameplay in that one is just pretty pretty bad for lots of reasons. But again, the story in VIII, I love the story. It had amazing yes. cutscenes. Yes. And like, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the CG videos at the time were really, really good, you know, for the time. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is Final Fantasy IX because yes. Very, yes. very similar to what you were saying is each character was strictly unique, very, very clearly defined, hard-locked classes, and I enjoy that. Also, Final Fantasy IX had no way at all. Okay, it had ways, but it had no easy way to just like break the game. For example, Final Fantasy VIII, you can break the game in the first half hour by playing cards. Yeah, yeah for uh, sure, for sure. You know, Final Fantasy VI, if you play a low-level game in Final Fantasy VI and intentionally not level until you get espers, then equip the right espers for the level-up bonuses and then start leveling up, you are one-shotting everything the rest of the game. It, it totally breaks the game. Now, this is yeah. the, the player, the player's choice to do this, but the option, it's really hard to resist for like a min-maxer like me. Yeah, I mean, Final if, if you've played the game once, you're going to do exactly what you said. Like, the second time you play Final Fantasy VI, that's what you're going to do, uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Final Fantasy IX had no real... The only way I can think of for Final Fantasy IX to break the game was if you wanted to be really grindy, you could grind dragons on the first beach with Freya, and you could level up her dragon kill ability to um, deal 10,000 damage per hit, but that is, like, really grind-intensive, and almost no one's going to do that, so really... Wasn't there, wasn't there a, like, although you do get uh, Queena quite late in the game, but there was there was some shit with her as well. Oh, right? my god, the frog... The, the, the frogs, yeah, you can yes, catch, yes. You can catch frogs with... I, I, I skipped that game. I hated that game. Yeah, <laughs> I hated the frogs. But you, you can do that. I, rem- I remember that, like, and then she also becomes, like, Really, really fucking strong. But honestly, I felt like I agree with you here because I also think. But Final Fantasy Nine didn't need breaking either. Like it, it's it's not the hardest Final Fantasy. I'm gonna say um, you're not really gonna maybe super struggle with any of the bosses in that game. Um, not even the end game ones. Or or was that just my experience? I don't know. Maybe I just grinded. Um, in Final Fantasy, I say Final Fantasy Nine had one of the hardest optional bosses with Ozma. But other than that, just the regular game, yeah, it was really easy. Then again, every Final Fantasy is really easy just to just to beat. It, True. I mean, the game, Good point. the games are the games are like marketed for twelve year olds. So yeah, no, yeah. no, no, for they're, sure, for sure, you're right. They're right. intentionally easy. But yeah, it's a good point. Like, it's really hard to break. Fun- I mean, outside of like, there's sure I'm sure there's glitches and shit that can probably break the game. But like, as a player, you know, trying to break the game using its own mechanics, I, I agree. Like, Final Fantasy Nine is one of the hardest one to do so in. I think Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII is probably the same. Like, it's really hard to abuse it early on. Like, you can start uh, doing it once you get some of the OP shit, but, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Final Fantasy VII, the first time you can really get crazy overpowered is when you get the... It's been a, I haven't played it forever, but when you get, like, the, the material that allows you to convert units into stat pods. Yeah, like exactly. The, the Devour or something, it's so long. But, yeah, once you get that, and, again, depending on your willingness to grind... You can grind out max stats on everyone by just uh, converting yeah, to just, proper like, enemies. I mean, I mean, by that logic, you can even grind like the first fucking enemy in the game until you're level ninety nine if you want Uh-oh. to. Well, you know, like, I mean, it is okay. an RPG, so so no, no, but but you know, like there are limits to it, right? Like like you can always <laughs> yeah. break any Final Fantasy game, uh, but but for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I don't know, like it's it's anyway. Wow, we're we're going on. So what do you think about Final Fantasy Ten then? 
since we're we're on this topic already, like this train has left the station a long time ago. 10, 10 is amazing, and I would rank that as my second favorite game. Um, I didn't love the story in 10 as much. It's a good story. It's a decent story. I did enjoy it, but I wouldn't say it's as good of a story. Um, but the gameplay of 10 is probably my number one favorite. That little, yeah. I, I'm not sure what it's called, but the... It's it's not ATB. It's the, the the take turns and order. I love that. I love that battle yeah, yeah. system. Yeah, and you can swap swap party members per turn. That was I loved it. I, I was so they, surprised that never, never came back. That? Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I was asking myself the same thing because it was so fucking good. I remember min maxing some of the dark aeons and finally uh, the the um, sin battle and like. I, it's like it was so much fun, and you know, like you could use a quick attack, you could use this, and you could see the way your actions would change the order of turns. Kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy Tactics in a way, like where you could do the same oh, thing. Um, exactly. I just don't know why they have never came back. That that's obviously. I, I know it feels like less action than ATB because you know ATB feels more like I don't know. It's a shame. I agree with you fully. I, I do understand what you're saying about the story as well. Like, it's not that it's a bad story at all. It's a really good story. It's very involving. Um, but I think it's kind of lacking something uh, in a way. Um, I don't know. And then there's Final Fantasy X2, of course, uh, which really shat on the series, X, I feel. X2, like, the story is, like, the worst of any Final Fantasy game ever. But the gameplay on that one is right up there at the top of Final it Fantasy is, It 10. is. It is really good. So, so like, my, actually, I'm going to be honest and say, like, I didn't even mind the story that much like yes it's not as good absolutely but well, the biggest well, gripe with that the... is like i came through the entire game and then i realized wait i have to beat this game once more to actually get the happy ending and then it's like fuck you square i'm not doing this shit like it's it's definitely not worth it which really was a big turnoff for me and, and it was like mm -hmm. it was these ridiculous requirements as well to get the uh best ending so it was it was just dumb mm-hmm and then Final Fantasy XII, unless we count tactics as well, is the last one that I've played. Um, and XII, uh, I enjoyed it, but we already talked about why yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah. And then there's XIII. You haven't played XIII? I have not played XIII or XV. I have played fourteen. Fourteen is good, but it's an MMO, so it doesn't really count. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like eleven, where like these two games don't really exist in the mainline game series because they are not the same type of game. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 13 and 15 are both strange games, but in different ways. Uh, I, I still don't know how I feel about 15, honestly. Like, it, it's so weird. I can't wait for 16, honestly, to see, see what they're going to be cooking up. Nice. Anyway, we went way off, like, holy shit. Okay, so we've <laughs> gone through Vaughn. All right, reeling this the fuck back. We're talking about Vane now. Uh, who has the whole dancing swords aesthetic with five blades around him. So Vayne, to me, is a super weird unit because he's, he's like designed to be super weak unless he is against his um, the race that he's strong against. Is that, is, that, is that like the right, like is that the true feeling? Is that how he is? Not really because uh, you're talking about his SLB, which is really high damage against fairies. Yes. Um. As someone who has literally spent about half, about three hours before this podcast trying to work on the Omega Chronicle using Vane's SLB, let me tell you, screw those frames and trying to properly cap that LB because, oh. my God, is it spaced out in the stupidest frames ever? Whew, it is possible to cap, but talk about you need to macro that shit. Uh, okay, okay, that sucks. Yeah, I saw that it's like 13,1, so it's 14 frames. <laughs> It's probably like unique to him or some shit. Oh, it's it's extremely unique to him. Oh, okay, okay. So like, if you bring two veins, maybe. Uh nope, because it's similar to old like Noctis and all. There's like all kind of gaps in the middle. You need to have a long oh. chain to bridge this whole broken thing. No God. Okay, okay. But does he like? So does he have anything else then? Like, does he have? Uh, um... Yes, actually, yes. And his and this skill is almost the same damage as Sob. And this was easy to do. It's called Divine Sword. The problem with that was it's lock. It's holy lock. It's naturally holy attack, but. It's a 6x modifier with guaranteed critical, but in his kit, he has, um, some, I forget the exact number, something like 600x modifier up for the skill, and because it's a critical, it you know gets boosted again. So yeah, it's a, it's a grand total of about something like 2200x per turn okay. with his Divine Sword skill. It's relatively easy to cap. All three can fit in a, 
um, AR chain. And I'm saying that because, you know, Final Fantasy XII is all about AR is what I've been yeah. using. Well, but, um, like every character also has an AR, so it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, that's what I've been using in the Chronicle Battle to try to cap. And yeah, that one's pretty good, but it is locked to Holy. Also, he has to unlock the skill, which is kind of irritating. But it's only but a it's- single turn, right? Because you use Force Barrier, and then you get it for the next turn only. Well, this and next turn, right? Yes. Or if you want to, you can do Double Divine and the third cast as Force Barrier. That way you can always do two per turn every turn forever. Because when you do that, it re-unlocks it for the next turn and keeps oh. it always unlocked. That's actually pretty smart. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so that way is better for damage per damage per turn over time. But okay. if you want just a big burst, you obviously do three casts of Divine Sword, but then but then it, it won't be available the next turn. So I know you've been playing around with Vayne a lot on the Omega Trial. Um, is this the method you've been doing? You've been Divine Swording it? I've been trying everything. I've, I've tried. I'm still working it out because um, I don't have any of the new units at all, and I'm trying to get the five turn clear. And so, just getting to clear in on this trial, very very easy. I could I could clear it in about I'm gonna say nine to ten turns with Vane. Fine, no problem. But obviously, I'm gonna fail the turn count mission. Um, I'm gonna fail the death mission because yeah, my 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 Vossler dies every single turn. He just re raises himself. He's, yeah. So he failed that mission. You kind of need Ash to not fail that mission, yeah. or you need. Um, or, uh, I'm sorry, yes, so do it that way. Or you can also do it with the new Balthier, because then you don't cover at all. You guts the whole party, and you kill it with Balthier before he does that attack again. So, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I was like, it, it was funny, because we were talking just before the podcast, and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't hit that hard. I'm not that worried about this boss. And obviously, like, I, I realized it was made very much for Ash. Yes, if you have these the seven star nine thousand spirit ash with huge fairy mitigation, yeah, it don't hit that hard. When you're using seven star Vossler with nine hundred spirit and ten k HP, it's a problem. <laughs> oh, listen, listen, I was using Envy Ash. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said seven star Ash. No, no, seven star Vossler is the one I was talking. Oh, and, I said, no, I said but you pro- said seven star. Ah, okay, now oh, I got you. Now oh, I got you. My, my bad, my bad. No, because no, because I, I was like, hey, wait, you can tank this with actual old Ash too. But, oh no, the, the the old Ash is a mage, yeah, not, yeah. not a tank. Um, okay, but but it, that's actually very interesting, and and I feel like um, I what I like also is that units are starting to get decent modifiers for their chaining abilities too. Like I see that he has a three hundred x chaining ability. Like it's still mm-hmm. obviously not gonna do any comparable damage to you know our our big lb damage dealers and so on but it's still good it's decent yeah and also um vein my vein even at ex1 has 8300 attack power so at ex3 he'd he'd have 9000 attack power while naturally double hand so he's i mean he's an okay unit but it's just like you know you're not going to take him to anything other than this chronicle battle because he's while he's Decent for a four star, he's certainly not on like the real unit level, you know. Yeah, like like not even if it was a DV fight with fairy element, like you probably would uh, bring him. Like he does double <laughs> dip a lot, though. I guess. Uh, uh, well, t- well, honestly speaking, in a dark visions fight, when you got a six man team, you, there are ways to extend the chain out to fit his whole LB. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, uh, nine thousand attack power. 420x modifier LB before, yeah. Wait, 400? I mean, how, how is it? Oh, does he have his own buff as well to the LB? Uh, no, no, you, you you have to give him Tyvis a spear, which is very oh, yeah. easy to do. You were, count, you were already counting with Tyvis. Okay, okay. Yeah, because because he, he basically caps Fairy Killer by default. Yeah, because so like, very, you, very you, you mean, I mean, Tyvis and Sylvie on this, like he double dips on all of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So honestly he might be worth bringing to a dark visions fight if it's a physical fairy fight. Yeah, it has Maybe. to be it has to be a fairy fight because half oh, yeah, of his yeah. lb is locked behind like he's still gonna get the double dip even if it's not fairy but he's never gonna get up to the high numbers then um mm. you do need like it's not like balthier where you don't really care if his elements trigger or not kind of or if his races trigger here you really wanted to but like honestly against fairies this should be good enough yeah he he, very well. I actually now I'm curious. I'm, I'm gonna while you while you're talking, I'm gonna look up the future dark visions. Do we have an upcoming fairy final boss? Hmm, interesting. I'd love to see some some veins being brought. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, okay, but then we have one final. Well, we actually have two more units, and one of them I know don't know shit about, and that is the uh, new rain. Uh, well, the only thing I know about him is that he is shit. I guess. Um, is that true? Yes, he is extremely bad. And real quick, just while we're on topic, um, 
two dark visions from now, mm-hmm. the sub boss is a spirit, is a fairy. Oh, so, so you there might be bringing a, Vane. There we go. There's a very good chance Vane could make his way onto the Doom Train Dark Visions fight. Wow. Anyway, well done. That's pretty cool. I love that. I love that. Okay, but yeah, uh, should we like Rain is just bad? Let's just leave it there, right? Like there's yeah. there's literally nothing to say except for his STMR is actually pretty good, but for physical it's, attackers only. Yeah. So every single thing, every single thing people said on the podcast about uh, the last well we had like two weeks ago. Rain, exact same thing. The only difference is swap the magical stuff at last well to physical for rain. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, not much to say. Cute, cute sprite, I'm going to say, actually. I think the sprite is pretty cool. But otherwise, yeah, not much to say. Um, mm-hmm. So NVA Folka, what about her? Like, is she worth anything? Like, do you um, want to do anything with her? Okay, so I said in my own news video a few days ago that Folka was really good for mana drain trials, and that is definitely true. Like, Belphegor does drain your mana. Right. Um, I, had, I had kind of forgotten, almost a little bit, that we're on global, and the Belphegor trial is over in three turns, so <laughs> your mana never has a chance to get drained. So I guess on global, we really don't need Folka's mana restoration abilities. But if there's ever a future fight that is like, you know, Hasiko comes back or something, and mana drain is a major, major issue... Volka is your answer, or one of yeah. the answers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And she she's one of these weird units where she gets nothing in her uh, base form when when you NVA her. Like like her oh, no, base. No, she does. She does. Her base form, the passive, the base that the mana oh. regen is a passive. It auto cast every turn for free. Oh, I thought the, that was in the shift. Form. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the base form. Base and and she gets super- some spells, right? Like she gets like flood, and she does get and water up, which is not bad. Uh, always nice to be able to, you know imbue in some way um but other than that you, she's like very much the you, same unit you know i didn't i didn't even realize that folka because when i looked at her kit i never realized so she has water imbue water amplify and the 135 water in peril that is really good obviously okay. it's not on nicole's level and all but i mean for, for a free for a free nva basically or well it's yeah. not free but yeah that's Really, and I'm probably going to use that in some budget clears in the future. I totally sure. overlooked that. That's awesome. I mean, I'm starting to realize just how valuable these non-meta, but on good units or or on units with a specific niche are. Uh, with Ash, honestly, because like she she all she has Anfira or Anfiraga, I guess. No, I don't remember. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so good. Like just just having that on a tank that can do a ton of other stuff, it's it's just so nice. Like, yeah, you're not gonna be doing that for DV, but like, <laughs> it's just so nice. Uh, I can't wait to see you do some stuff with Folka then on some budget clears. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, not, not not much more to say. Like, I know, like I, I don't even know what her brave shift is. It's like magic. It's like it's, it's like a, it's like a, it, yeah, it's, it's a magical water mage. But the problem is her stats are absolutely abysmal for magic. Um, cause she's like a new vision's awakening that's spirit focused and she uses magic. So it's, it's terrible. And her damage, even if she did have good stats, her mods are horrible as well. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well then that's, that's, that's it for the banner units. So what we do have is actually a new limited trial, the Omega fight. Um, uh, it's, it's that, like a chronicle battle. Yes, but actually, actually it's not limited. It's permanent. Oh, it's not limited. I thought it was limited. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the new Chronicles, they always go in the primary vortex during the first two weeks, and then the permanent ones get moved to the, like, Chronicle tab later uh, on. I, w- I was yeah. confused, because somebody on Discord was saying, oh, but you only have, you know, like, you can't get this mystic, uh, or you can't get this crystal unless you have these units for this banner, um, and then it's gone. But it, that's not true. Like, you could mm-hmm. come back to it. No, no, the, the, uh, the, the one that's limited is the Gabranth fight, but the, the Omega and the Mandragoras are both permanent. Okay, okay. So you're not missing the crystal if you didn't shitter a Balthier. You, you can come back later if you accidentally shitter a Balthier or a Vein, I guess. Although, Correct. tell us a bit about it, because you have been trying with Vein, and it's not, not fully... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, so the, the, the fight itself is incredibly basic. It's got a four-turn rotation... On turns one and four, the boss does AoE magic damage. The bosses cannot be magic broken, meaning this damage does basically lethal damage if you don't have the new Ash. Um, if you do, she tanks it fine. 
Uh, the boss counters with physical damage. It can be evaded. The boss does single target physical damage. It can be evaded. And then single target magic damage. It can be provoked. Um, and again, it'll kill it'll kill your seven star units. So keep re raise up. The good news is Vossler can basically re raise from the van almost. So Vossler, it's very very easy to tank this, but you will fail the death mission if you're using Vossler. Um, okay, let me go ahead and real quick. Flip method has actually used Vossler to successfully not die this tank. He did this a few oh. hours ago, but he gave Vossler a vision card. He door potted Vossler stats. He gave Vossler the extremist of whale gear. So. I, I just wanted to get like before I get like actually oh, yes he can, he can he can do it but for ninety nine percent of players Vossler is not going to tank this and live. I mean I still feel like the crystals are so rare I'm not spending them on a Mastercard like I, I just have not to beat this trial. Um, yeah. But but I guess like and, and people like the death mission really doesn't fucking matter because the only thing people should care about in this fight is the five turn mission right because that's where Correct. the crystal is. Yes. Now for that one. Um, I don't want to say it's impossible because I'm still working on it and I'm making progress, but I feel like after multiple hours of working on this with only using Vayne and, you know, Awakened Fran and Awakened Old Balthier, um, I am still about 40% away by turn five. And it is, it is not seeming realistic. That said, if you have the new Vaughn or the new, Bal the new Balthier, well, okay. So if you have the new Balthier, very, very easy. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's going to OTK it when Fran's cooldown is ready. Done. Um, if you have the new Vaughn, that may make it more realistic because he has an eighty-nine percent break, and the best I'm doing is an eighty-five percent, which is a big deal in a no-stat fight. And a much bigger um, fire imperil. Much bigger fire imperil. Yeah, that helps as well. So yeah, so maybe if you have the new Vaughn, then you know Vane and old Balthier can still do it in five turns. But if you don't have any of the new guys. At this point in time, it seems out of reach, as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I can, I can, I can second that. I was, I have none of the new units except Ash, so the death mission was not a problem for me at all. I was feeling like the trial was a bit of a joke because like, <laughs> I was going in and like, wow, Ash lives through this easily, um, and it might have something to do with like fifty thousand spirit or something. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, but but like, the, I brought old Balthier. And um, I brought two Frans, <laughs> so I can, you know, give him uh, two times the big LB burst, and, like, no way. No way in hell that is even close. At least not the way I did, like, because I, I only, like, my breaker was old Vaughn. So, no way. Yeah, the boss The boss has 6 billion HP. Um, I can do 2.3 billion on a burst turn with um, Vayne and Balthier, but... Uh, with only one Fran, that's one time per fight for Balthier. And then for Vayne, I can do it twice with Vayne, but again, that's still just not enough. It's, it's still short. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like, like you know, it's Balthier or bust. And so you can always come back and get this crystal once you off-banner a Balthier at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess, like, you know, usual tip, if you have the VIP uh, coins, you know, buy the shards at least to be able to EX1 him. Um, in case you accidentally, in case one accidentally lands in your lap. Um, what, what I actually, what I actually should have done is spent the five k uh, lapis for five thousand or fit for fifty Balthier shards last week. Um, I don't have a Balthier, but that way, if I ever off banner him with VIP coins and the twenty two hundred from the, I could have like had an EX two immediately. I didn't do that, so Although, if I do off banner him, he's EX one. Yeah, but you know, although that might not be as big of a problem in GL soon, because we are supposed to get the daily shard dungeon soon. And if it's oh, by yeah. JP design, we're going to be able to, you know, slightly game it a bit in making sure that we do get some drops. So it might not take that long to get, right. you know, the final shards. So this is not related to this week, but you, you brought it up. I am curious, how do you feel about that? The ability to reset the fight? Uh, I think like this, I don't give a shit because I don't have the time to reset. Like, I might reset once or twice or something in a day. But honestly, I don't mind it that much because I think what I'm getting is good enough. Like, I'm getting a minimum of one shard per day. That's good enough for me. Honestly, that's good enough for me. If there are people out there that really want to invest their time in re-rolling to get, what, what's the max? Uh, like, three shards or five shards? What's... Uh, well, the max... Technically, is three shards for every unit, so fifteen yeah. shards. Three but shards. that's 
un- unrealistic. <laughs> no, because like I-, I saw this Reddit post or something where somebody did like a, you had to re-roll like, what was it, like 260 times or something uh, on average uh, every day to get it. I-, I don't know. It was a huge number. Maybe 260 is dead wrong. It, it was like you yeah. had to re-roll many times. You see, for me, now this this may get people mad at me, but I think Gumi should change it to where that's not even possible. Because, oh my god, because I'm the kind of player... But, but, but okay, but would you change it like and just make it one? Or would you change it to be like... Um, just okay, like so, not like one to three, but you can't re-roll. So so oh, hold on. Actually, before you answer that, let me just tell the listeners how you re-roll because many people might not know this, and we're getting this soon, so it might be good information. So the way you okay. re-roll is that you need to bring a, a brave shiftable unit that is shifted in this fight. And what happens when a fight is over is that the unit shifts back from its brave shift to its base form. And during this time window you have enough time to see the drops you got by pressing menu, right? Like you can see the amount you got. So you press menu and then you see the amount of treasure chests or not the amount of treasure, but there's like a treasure chest and a number, right, Sinzar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it shows you a number and it'll yeah. say you so between five and 15, depending on your shard drop. So you won't exactly know like if you got three Balthier shards or not. You'll never be able to know that, but you will be able to see if you got 15 there, right? Or at least like a high number. Like you can you can go for nine Correct. or, 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 yeah. or 10, 12, uh, whatever. The, the majority of people on the JP server that um, try hard the shards will usually accept a roll of eight or nine because that means at least three members got a double shard drop so that's usually what they accept for but you know it's it's tedious i tried it once or twice and it is so tedious and i hate it and i never do it on jp anymore um but on on global where i take a little bit more seriously like exactly what um serenian said in the chat so it feels bad if you skip the free shards and it feels bad if you put in the effort to get the free shards because it's so, it's so such a yeah. tedious, tedious thing. So I really hope Global changes it. Now, I thought about this. You know, what should they change it to? Should they change it to just one shard per day, period? Should they change it to multiple shards per day, guaranteed? I think what they should do is during the week, make it one shard guaranteed, period. During the weekend, make it a guaranteed either two or three. That way, that way, you still get more than one per day um, across time, but it's not as many as five per day, which would be kind of you know insane. Yeah, five per day would be insane. Although, you know what I would love to see? I would love to see a way, like maybe, again, this is a bad idea because it would be too many shards, but I would think it would be so cool that instead of getting the um, random shards, you would instead just get one coin per envy unit you bring in there and you can use these coins to buy buy any shard of a unit you already own kind of something like that because i i still feel like the randomness turns me off a bit because even if it's not gameable i'll still go in there and feel like oof i have the worst luck you know some people are getting threes all the time and i'm not i don't know although what i'm asking for of course is is way too many because you'd be able to buy five shards per day which is which is ridiculous but i don't know maybe like they they could even just make it to be one to three with maybe slightly better rates for a two and then just make it ungameable although can they even make it ungameable that's the whole point like i don't think they can oh there's, there's absolutely ways to do it they could um okay like you said they they, 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 could, they could just well they, they would involve changing things of course but they could make it like kind of like you said drop a currency they could make it, you know, a guaranteed drop. But they they could also just edit the code and not show you the drops, which is another way because because they, they have that. Um, they could change it to. Um, oh yeah, they and, could do and, it like raid rewards, right? Like raid rewards exactly. aren't seen as the treasure chest. That's true. That's true. Exactly. Yes, they they would take, they would change it to a battle reward, which means you could not check it until the fight is over. Right. Right. So now we're giving them tips to make the game worse, or or make the yes. game worse for players. So. <laughs> We're going to be blamed. Like, remember when Meme Lord was blamed for nerfing Esther? Yeah, we're going to now be blamed for nerfing um, the <laughs> the rewards for the Daily Shard Dungeon. That is uh, exactly true. And my intent was not for them to just nerf it and walk away. I want them to change it to make it similar to the players that do try hard and re-roll their shards. Yes, but, yes. But make it a less tedious way to do that or exactly. in a more guaranteed way. I, I would love for it to not be gameable, but for the chances of a two drop of being higher than they are on JP. 
meaning that like yeah. on average you're still gonna get a pretty nice uh handout from the daily mm -hmm. shard dungeon and you'll never have this problem of oh my god i am five shards off fuck my life three months until i actually get ex3 which i i love that like i i i'm honestly super hyped about shard dungeon i think that's gonna reignite the, a lot of the joy of the game for me and I think for many others as well because you're going to be enjoying units a lot more. So I think this is a great this is a great change. I just hope they don't just nerf it to the ground and leave. Uh, let's see. Uh, anyway, um, where did we... Well, where were we? Oh, we, we were actually going to... We talked about the Omega Trial. So let's, uh, let's mention the Gabranth fight. So if you got Vayne, you're very interested in the Gabranth fight. I guess like you're interested in it even if you didn't get Vayne. Um, yeah. Because, as we kind of discussed, um, at the current point in Global's meta, I really feel like Vayne can be worth a slot on a Fairy Dark Visions fight, and we do have one coming up very soon. Yes. So the problem with Gabranth is that it's limited. It's a limited fight. It's not limited to Final Fantasy XII units, though, so you can just destroy it with, like, Chizuru one turn kills it, like, immediately. She just gives zero fucks. Like, I love Chizuru. Like, I'm starting to love this unit so much. Um... But uh, the problem here is that, uh, so it drops materials for Vayne's Chronicle gear, right? Yes, yes, for his, his, his armor, correct. And um, how much do you, like, how much do you need to craft it, do you know? Uh, you need 300, you'll Holy get... Holy fuck, what? Oh yeah, and you'll get between, between, 10, between 10 and 30 per clear, depending on how you do it. Um, but okay, how do you get 30? Because I'm using... Uh, Van to steal three times, and I'm only going uh, out with like ten or something. Well, first of all, don't use Vaughn. Use Fran to steal. Fran quad steals times four. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but uh, can I do both? Are, yeah, yeah, you can do both. But use use her normal attack. Um, so give Fran dual wield and quad attack, and then she'll steal four times. Oh, okay. Uh, and then it's normal attack with her. Uh, yeah, but so you get you get add both. Um, but uh, also it is RNG, so. Even if you steal every single shard or every single silk available in the fight, sometimes you only get 10. It, it just happens. Okay. Uh, so when, when I farmed mine, it took, I'm going to just throw out a number, about 400 energy to get all 300. Um, well, that's not too low, bad, actually. I, 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 I think that the lowest I saw was 11 drops, and the highest was 34 okay. per clear. But, so I mean, that's, that's honestly not too bad. That, that's, that's similar to, like, Vision World farming uh in a way so mm -hmm. not, not too bad not too bad okay but yeah you, sh you should definitely do this because if you get a vein you definitely want his armor so you know um it, like not a must but it, it's nice to have don't miss it because this is not returning this is limited gabranth right. leaves after two weeks right so it's this week and the next one mm -hmm. okay so uh the only thing left for us to discuss this week after gabranth is actually a new trial that surprised me i i completely missed this came out, uh, and you told me, Sinzar. So uh, we have a new trial. Belphegor. Yep. So it's one uh, of the it, 12 type takedowns, right? So this is a pure demon fight. Correct. Yes. Uh, it's a pure demon. He does uh, a lot of mana drains, a lot of health drains, a lot of dark damage, a lot of damage over time. Uh, no physical damage whatsoever. Single target death, uh, AoE disease, and that's that's mostly it. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. The, the biggest thing, duh, he imbues your party with Earth Element and he absorbs Earth Element. So if you're using physical units or physical mages, um, that, that is a very big concern to deal with. That said, he only does that on turn four and beyond. And as many people have shown, it is very easy to finish the fight within four turns or less. Oh, really? Like with, with the damage dealers, I guess, okay, we have well, like Chizuru and stuff, let, right? Let, 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 let me clarify that. It's very easy if you're like, a whale or a veteran uh, or you know a, a long time player you so definitely basically you're need... bringing like esther and cheeseru and uh paladin sylvie and yeah okay uh that that is what most people have been doing on the four turn clears um i actually took it a step further and did a three turn clear using starlight elena wow wait what why yeah starlight elena. what do you mean she's she's like one of the highest damage dealers on global now True. I guess, like, with it's just so hard to, yeah, yes, but yeah, it, it, it is hard to gear her. Um, no, yes, okay, so, so again, let me clarify. Uh, so the boss does tons and tons of dark damage, as I mentioned. You need 400 dark resist on your entire party. Oh, your uh, entire dark, party because he does a lot of cover ignoring, I guess, or yes, cover ignoring dark damage. Yep, okay. Um, that being said, 
once again, if you're able to clear the fight extremely quickly, as in three turns, uh, he does no dark damage on turn one. On turn two, the dark damage begins. I used Carton for dark absorb on turn two. So yeah, don't okay, I don't on, have Carton. Don't need it on turn one. Turn two, we absorb the party. We killed him on turn three. If I had not killed the boss on turn three, the party I use would have all dropped dead. But, but okay, but um, listen, listen. What if, what if I don't care about a fast clear? Uh, well, obviously I care about the twelve turn clear, but I feel that's going to be a joke. Um, uh, it's it's uh, the the mission. The mission is, is for fifteen turns for hard mode. Oh, sorry, sorry, fifteen turns for hard mode. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I brought like you know. Oliveira to this. Yes. Maybe Renoa. I would probably destroy it as well. Uh, that, 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 that was my first clear. I used one single Oliveira as the only damage dealer, and he did it in nine or ten turns by himself. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's, 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 it's super easy on global. Okay, okay. So, so like, you know, you, you don't have to do this. Wh- like, you do this Whaley stuff if you want to do it with physical damage dealers. Well, either that or past turn four, you need a way to dispel the uh, imbues, um, which, like, you can use Elrix for that, right? Elrix still can do that? You, you can, and I talk about that a little bit. Um, honestly speaking, the boss only imbues every four turns, and as much as I love Full Metal Alchemist, Elrix are just outdated, and I don't feel it's worth a slot for that. It's easier... You just literally dispel your entire party's buffs and rebuff. That way, yeah. you're not bringing Elric to sit yeah, there. Yeah, if it's and just once ab- every four turns, that that is easier. Like dispelling yes, is not that brilliant. not that much of a. Especially since, like, would, would like someone like Roberta uh, with her dispel? Does that remove? Um, yes. Because she has a party yeah. spell. Yep, and she is amazing for this because the boss is weak to fire, so she can dispel your party and in the same action reapply all the buffs, amplifies. Um, imbues etc as well as a stat buff with her buff stuff right um, so but you but and, and then, you, then you can also time it to where then you'd like do the lb of runda at the same time and boom you're completely rebuffed in one action and the, the imbue is gone so yeah there we go there we go so do you even need a tank like i guess a single target tank then or does he do some coverable aoe's as well uh technically speaking the dark aoe is coverable but it also ignores cover as well. There's, there's different, different, different AOEs. Some, okay. some ignore cover, some don't. And because you have to gear for immunity to the cover, ignoring ones anyway, there's no point to covering the other dark ones because you're, you're immune. So what's the yeah, point? Of course, of course. So yeah, so there, there, there's really no need for a cover tank. But you do want a provoker. He does lots of single target attacks that the provoker wants to deal with. But they were evadable, to- right? You, you said uh, no, no. He no? does no physical damage. No physical damage at all. It's all magic. Magic oh, or. or or fixed. Um, so that I mean, being said, but, but if you're like bringing Paladin Sylvie with like a ton of spirit, maybe she can do it. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Um, in oh. my Olivera clear, I just provoked it with Sylvie. No problem. Easy. Okay. Okay. Nice. So I guess like then the the big the big problem here is gearing everyone for 400 um, dark resist after buffs. What is our biggest buff? Or I guess like Sylvie is probably the best one with 80 uh, since you're uh, bringing her. Well, there are some units that have. Um, 100% buffs. Uh, well, Sylvie does on her LB, for example. Uh, Verenus of the Dark has it, you know, permanent on the whole party. Well, you uh, are dispelling yourself, but yeah, so you do want to reapply it easily. Yeah, some other units do. But honestly, because Sylvie's so good, just just use Sylvie's on-demand 80% and gear for 320%. That being said, also, another option is Carton to just yeah. literally LB every single turn. That is, a, that is a little tricky to pull off, but can be done. Um... Some some other options are to just use like bulky units and not need full immunity, just gear for high but not complete immunity. That's yeah. fine too. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, interesting. I, I guess like yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm probably gonna do it with Oliveira. I feel like Oliveira. Maybe add a Renoa too to make it do to do it a bit faster, just because I like mm-hmm. Renoa. Um, and just just keep. Keep in mind, too, as just a reminder for players, um, that imbue we talked about, the Earth imbue, uh, remember, mages can completely ignore it. Like, Oliveira does not care. Yeah, exactly. Oliveira does pure magic damage. Renoa does pure magic damage. I guess Dark Rain doesn't give a fuck either. Uh, Dark in. Rain. Is, the, 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 there's the funny thing. My EX3 Dark Rain with a friend EX3 Dark Rain with premium Dark Fina with Renoa and with Javi all supporting took 15 turns exactly to clear it in JP. That is the level of power difference of JP versus global. Holy crap. All right. 
Well, I mean, Oliveira is strong, I guess. It's That's very strong. Yeah. yeah, the problem, the problem is SLBs are just garbage, and yeah. Rain is like hard limited by SLB. He only, he only DPS once per three turns. Oliveira, every single turn DPSs. Every single turn. Yeah, exactly. DPT is going to be much higher. Like, for sure, of course, Dark Rain. Well, I, I'm not even sure Dark Rain bursts harder anymore. Oh, he doesn't. Not even close. Oliveira is like way higher than Dark Rain now. Yeah. With and, his and every turn. And every turn. Which is And every saying. turn. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's no, amazing. but I, I'm, I'm definitely doing Oliveira Renoa for, for the support and also to throw some Apocalypses in there. Even though I hate chaining Apocalypse because like you have to wait for like 15 seconds seconds or some shit before you send the first unit uh, which is ridiculous now uh, I, I i totally i totally don't want to like downplay your favorite unit renault but if we're just <laughs> talking if we're just talking like tips and all this boss has low dark resist meaning renault's field is barely doing anything if you're wanting to increase damage Yuna would be a Yuna. way, uh, okay. be a way okay. Well, you know what, fucker? I'm going to bring Yuna and Renoa. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that doesn't make sense, though. Well, actually, no, I, don't, I, don't have to, I don't have to summon with uh, Renoa, right? No? Well, their they're field stack. Their field stack. Oh, you they can do? Run both yeah. Exactly, because uh, Yuna's you only need on your side, and uh, but you need to do it in the right order, right? Because you want to yes. do like Yuna I, first, then Renoa. Oh, no, 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 no. Renoa's is literally only left, Yuna's is only right. So those oh. two will never will never interrupt each other, no matter what order you Excellent. Then I'm bringing both. I'm bringing both and destroying this with Oliveira. I can't wait, actually. <laughs> the other thing I love with Oliveira is that there is literally no whale gearing for this unit because everybody, well, some of it is time limited, but basically everybody has the mana, uh, the MP stuff that he needs uh, for uh, us. Uh, the comments in my YouTube section would disagree. Really? Oh my god, Aaron. Yes, because But I feel like there is so much MP gear. Like, how could you have missed some of the MP gear? Oh, oh, well, the, the gear, sure. But the big needed piece of Olivera is the Dazzling Demonist card. Well, yes, but come on. Like, that's... That, that's that, I mean, that's... That, a, I, I wouldn't even count that as whale, because... If you have some, if you had some lapis when that came out, you could have just guaranteed it. You could do what I did and pull out your fucking credit card and, and get it. It's like I don't want to count that as whale gear. You know what I count as whale? That's like having four esters at level one thirty. <laughs> you know, th like that's that's whale. Uh, like, uh, but okay, dazzling. I mean, as long as you have dazzling demoness, like Oliveira is gonna be really strong. Yes, he's he's extremely easy to gear outside of the dazzling demoness card, and I I told everyone when that card came out how good this card was. Yeah. Don't pass I mean, it. you cost my daughter toys that month, okay? Because uh, you told I, me I, how I, good that card was, and I'm like, okay, all right, I need this. It, it's 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 gonna be so good going forward too. There's a unit coming in the future. I don't want to talk about it for reasons, but okay. it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. With the dazzling okay, very cool. I love it because when you're saying it like that, that also means that unit is a mage and I really like mages. So hey, bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> uh man, I just hope uh, I like you know what, Sinzar, I, I need to make I need to say something because I'm so excited for myself, but I have twenty thousand lapis. I have twenty thousand lapis, Sinzar. But we've got Clash of Wills coming soon. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like I'm gonna be hard staring at pictures of Edgar, Sabin, and Ellie, and really trying to channel not pulling for whatever the fuck they're throwing at us. And it's you know what? It's probably going to be another fucking Sylvie. I I can feel it. It's gonna be Sylvie for the other elements. Uh, maybe that would be pretty fucking strong. Uh, let's see. I, let's see. I, I, I doubt it's going to be Sylvie tier anytime soon, though. That was like that was like a big anniversary unit. So. Well, I think it's stupid if it's not another Sylvie, though, because then we have this super duper strong one unit um, that I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I thought they laid it up so that Sylvie does a couple of elements and then there's going to be another unit that does more killers and more elements. But if they don't, then Sylvie is such a must have. Like, holy shit. It's it's true. Um, I get what you're saying. Although at the same time, I'm kind of glad Global doesn't do it exactly that way because JP does, and everyone hates it. You know, JP says, "Oh, here's the next flavor of the exact same breaker. Here's Edge. Here's Tulian. Here's Rake, and they're all the exact same unit. All they're swapping is the element." So I'm glad Global doesn't do that and just give us Sylvie, you know, butt water. 
I'm, I'm glad Global does it. Now they they do similar things. For example, you have the you know the four the four killers on Lang. They yeah. did the four killers on Roberta. The four killers on Bulwark. So that they, they do kind of follow a pattern. But at the very least, when you compare Lang to Roberta, like there is uh, uh, other than both buffing four different killers. There is no comparison, but that's very different units, and I like that. Yeah, true, true. I mean, but but that's kind of what I'm going for. Like, I would like another 100% Amper, and that doesn't have to be like a super versatile, super powerful unit like Sylvie that does everything. It could be a less useful unit, but that could still do 100% Amp for a different element so that I didn't miss Sylvie, but if I know people did. And I th- mm-hmm. I feel like those people are probably feeling like shit when DV rolls around. Uh, well, and Cow as well, obviously. I guess it depends on elements, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're bringing Sylvie anyway. Yeah, considering they had Sylvie with the 100% AOEs, and then they had um, Chizuru for the, the self-only 100%, I would I would bet money that from going forward, basically every single global exclusive is going to either have a self-only 100% amp, or for the support units, probably an AOE 100% amps. I, I would say that's a pretty pretty safe Maybe, assumption. maybe for sure. Maybe. I mean, uh, one thing, yeah. I don't know, like, what classes we haven't gotten a lot of, but uh, we could get another healer. Kresnik is the only cow healer we've gotten. Maybe time to start creeping him, because that fucker is really hard to not put in teams unless you have... You know what? We need a fucking Chow replacement, all right? They have broken the game by not understanding their own game, and Chow fucking sucks. Like, it's a cool unit, but, like, it fucking sucks for cow and... Like for the mechanic or for for the for the content type, we really need something to replace uh, Chow. Honestly, we really do. I kind of agree, but we haven't really used Chow that much. At, at least last month we did. Like he was usable, and some some people did. I think I, I think I even did one clear just you know to use the Chow clear, but he wasn't really like. But the problem with Chow month. is like this: he's a must if it's hard to get morale. If it's easy to get morale, then you don't care, right? But then it's also easy to get morale, so you can basically use oh. anything. Yeah, I'm just remembering the reason morale wasn't a problem is because we had that Morgana rod that has now been nerfed. So yeah, that 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 is not going to be here um, in so one or two see. weeks when let's Clash see. rolls around. Let's see. All right, I think we have like spent this episode like holy. This is probably our longest episode to date. Honestly, one hour eight minutes. Maybe we have some that are similar, but um, holy crap. It's- it is totally your fault for going off tangent after I asked about Final Fantasy Twelve. Honestly, actually, I feel like you went off tangent, and I kind of okay, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we were both guilty. I'm no, that's that. that's the joke, dummy. I was the one that brought us off tangent. Yeah, but it was a very enjoyable discussion. I love talking about Final Fantasy games, and I love shitting on Final Fantasy Twelve because it makes people forget just how shitty Final Fantasy Eight is, which is actually one of my favorite games. So, you know. <laughs> That, that, that's that's how I do it. I make people think Final Fantasy XII is the worst game, which, honestly, I do feel it is. I would much rather enjoy the story of Final Fantasy VIII, like, even if the mechanics are shittier. It had a good story. It did. It did. It had a fantastic story, and I think people forget that. Fantastic story. Um, but okay, Cinzar, thank you very much for saving this week's episode while Dream is saving dolphins or some shit somewhere. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but I guess we're back to regular programming uh, next week. Uh, you're also, of course, free to join whenever, of course, obviously. Maybe we're even going to do a news day next week because I feel like you did you weren't really feeling it this week. I was salty this week and then you were AFK for like two weeks. So it's been a while. Yes, yes. Maybe next week is news day. Actually, well, we definitely have to do one for the cow because then that's going to be very interesting for the cow unit. Hopefully it comes up this week then. We're, oh. we're due. Oh, we are due. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, let's see. Well, we, let's see. well we, we haven't had it yet. We've only got two weeks left, so it's, it's either this coming week or the next week, so hopefully it's the coming week. Yeah, because coming week is fine, right? Because DV only lasts for this week. No? Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Dark yeah. Reasons closes at, at the, the end of the current week. Right. Okay. All right. Well done. Thank you very much, Senzar. Uh And thank you, everyone, that did join. Like, we did get a slightly bigger roster at this weird time of day. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're still, like, only a handful of people in here. But thank you, everyone, that joined and listening to our rants about Final Fantasy games and stuff. Uh, thanks. Have a great day, everyone. See you later. <laughs>